The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. This is your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, and I am teaching from the book, How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God. We're on the chapter on zeal right now, and I want to make sure that you know we are covering this book in great detail, covering all the facts. Before I get started, I do want to let you know that I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend... Derek B. Wells is the senior minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. I also want to let you know that you can call into this show at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. Uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to call in. Please feel free to let me know what you think about the show. You can also contact me through my Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. You can inbox me, um, you know, go on the page, like the page. I put positive quotes, inspirational things, et cetera, download the show. And I do want to remind you one last thing before we get started. And that's you. That is you can download all of these shows for free through iTunes. All you have to do is type in Truth Transforms or type in my name. All of the episodes will pop up, and you'll have the opportunity to um, download every show. You can also uh, download the shows through Stitcher, S-T-I-C-H-E-R. It's, it's an app that will allow it to automatically go to your phone. Um, you can set it up for it to automatically download to your phone so you don't have to look for it or your iPad or or, you know, whatever mobile device you use that has apps. So I want to make sure that you have that available to you. Now, getting into it, this week we're talking about zeal, and also known as enthusiasm. Out of the 12 gifts from God, or the 12 powers of man, as Charles Fillmore called them, zeal is one of the powers that really, really um, we have to get a handle on because it's a fantastic power. But it's also the very power that at times when unchecked can at times allow us to push ourselves so hard we burn out. So 
it has to, like many of these faculties, we have to find a balance with it. But this one in particular, Reverend Coleman used to always tell us that zeal must be tempered with wisdom. Zeal must be tempered with wisdom. We have to make sure that that we're on fire for God, on fire for our dreams, on fire for our purpose. But at the same time, we balance out, balance that out with wisdom to take care of ourselves. Self-care matters, that we take time to lovingly take care of our bodies. You know, if you all you're doing is going forward and you're ignoring the signs that are going on in your body, for instance, um, you can set yourself up for early checkout because or the body breakdowns where now you have to stop and put all of your energy on getting better, getting well, instead of doing the thing that you could be doing to help people or whatever your dream or goal is, because you've allowed your enthusiasm, your zeal to run away with run away without being accompanied with wisdom. So it's really important that you, we get a handle on this before we actually get into the chapter. I want to make sure that um, we handle it. Also, I want to let you know that Stitcher is actually spelled S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. So in the revealing word, which is a dictionary of metaphysical terms uh, by Charles Fillmore, he says that enthusiasm is ardent zeal or interest, fervor, divine inspiration or uh, or possession. It is a power. It is a powerful expression of a living interest. It is active and vital. Enthusiasm is another word for zeal, and zeal is a great stimulator of man. And so he's setting it up, basically saying that that is a powerful expression of living interest. So that which you are zealous towards, you have interest towards. So when when you focus on something and it has your energy, and your energy is pulling you to it then you're now using your zeal to go forward. It is your energy literally to go forward. Also, in the book, The Revealing Word, by Charles Fillmore on the page 216, he defines uh, zeal as intensity. Now, that by itself is important because the word intensity is something that at times we need. There are times when we need to be stoic. There's times when we need to be cool. There are times when we need to be relaxed. And there's times when we need to rev up the engine and go get it, get to it, handle the business, do what needs to be done. There's times when where intensity is necessary. See, if every see see zeal moves your emotion. See, there are times, you know, you know, uh, there are times where passion is necessary. Because, you know, passion is what moves people to action. It's not just, okay, that's a great idea. I think we should do that. But when a person becomes passionate about it, when it moves their emotion, then they get serious. So. For instance, you know, uh, preachers understand this very well. No good preacher worth his or her salt does a monotone sermon. You use the intensity of your words and your body language to push home the points that are important. 
that you want people to, to know, that you want people to, to do. So you use your energy to push it out. Don't play with it. See, you know, when you become intense about a thing, when you become focused about it, when you, it, it changes the game for you. All of a sudden, the things that were distracting you don't become distractions anymore. You know, you're locked in. It's sort of like with, you know, with the um, movie uh, Top Gun with with uh, what's his name, Tom Cruise, and they had the, the they were in the jets, and the jets had the the missile system, and the missile system locked in. Once it was locked in, once that missile was launched. It was going to where it needed to go, no matter what. It wasn't going to get distracted. Heat-seeking missile. It locked into the to the engine of the other jet. It was going to find it. Well, when you lock into your goal, when you lock into your dream, when you lock into your calling, when you lock into your purpose, when you lock into getting done what needs to get done, the energy of enthusiasm propels you to accomplish your goal. It is really important that you understand how this particular faculty works. He goes on to say, Mr. Fillmore, in the revealing word, that it is ardor, enthusiasm, the inward fire of the soul that urges man onward, regardless of the intellectual mind of caution and conservatism. It's really important. So when... You are working with zeal. If you're not being pushed inwardly, then that means zeal is working at a low level. Maybe you've become resigned to it not changing or getting any better. So you haven't touched, tapped into that inner rip, overflowing river that can turn into a tsunami of energy that will propel you forward towards your dream, your goal. Or whatever it is that you desire. Zeal is that energy within you that says, don't look back, go forward. I'm going to talk about that in great, greater detail later. Mr. Fillmore goes on to say, zeal is the mighty force that incites the winds, the tides, the storms. It urges the planet on its course and spurs the ant to greater exertion. It is the urge behind all things. Zeal is the affirmative impulse of existence. Its command is go forward. I love that. Zeal is the affirmative impulse of existence. In other words, to be in life does not mean to stand pat. That's why humanity is always seeking to improve something. Okay, you know, think about the telephone from where it from its origin to now it's on people's watches. Think about computers and the phone where in the sixties and seventies, you had these eight foot computers that were four feet wide and that room full of computers are not the equivalent now to your smartphone. The inward impulse, the affirmative impulse of existence to go forward, to improve it, to enhance it, to make it better. 
Humanity will always push the envelope. The quick, but see, but here's the thing: without wisdom, pushing the envelope can can be destructive. I.e., nuclear weapons and weapons of mass destruction and destroying the ozone layer and and the and the uh, and you know and global warming and all of that goes along with that because humanity is trying to figure out another way to be- become more profitable to become uh to make the company bigger to make to better use land to better use resources etc so the zeal as Reverend Coleman taught us must be balanced with wisdom so so we don't because this energy on overdrive can and without wisdom can create destructive possibilities. Not because it's destructive in and of itself, it's a God given faculty, so it's good. But we can allow it to get out of balance and get distorted. So it's really important that you stay on fire, but you stay on fire with wisdom. And when it's time to rest, rest. When it's time to sleep, sleep. When it's time to work, Work with everything you have. That's how that's how you do it. You have to make sure that you you balance your zeal out. He goes on to say on page two sixteen. Uh, he's quoting scripture, Psalm sixty nine nine. The zeal of thy house has eaten me up means that the zeal faculty has become so active intellectually that it has consumed the vitality and left nothing for spiritual growth. In other words, you could be so zealous in your mental, intellectual, and and uh, and physical goals that you leave nothing for your spiritual growth. So it's important that part of your zeal is for your own soul development. Not not only for getting the next thing, but see, here's the thing, because there have been people who have who have everything the world says you're supposed to have. They have the money, they have the prestige, they have the fame, they have the respect, they have all the toys, and they're not happy because they don't have the soul satisfaction that goes along with being at peace with yourself in God. So it's important that that zeal also shows up as your prayer time. The zeal also shows up as your meditation time. That zeal also shows up as your mental treatment where you're doing your denials and affirmations. It also shows up as your contemplation. It also shows up as your spiritual study because that's how you feed the soul. Just like your body needs certain type of nutrients the soul eats quote unquote through your prayer work through your meditation work through your contemplation through your study of spiritual things and then practice of it so it's really important that you get this that part of your zeal has to be for your soul to really be in balance to make sure that you are putting time, real time, time on your calendar for your spiritual growth. Uh, at Christ Universal Temple, uh, during many services, we'll put in something we call an appointment with God, which is a term 
even though I can't prove it, I believe Reverend Coleman borrowed from Charles Fillmore because that was his terminology of how he would set aside time on his calendar because he was a businessman before he was a minister. He would set a time aside for his appointments with God. He put it on his calendar. These times I'm going to be praying and meditating. These times I'm doing my affirmations, etc. And this was a daily regimen. Why? Because he wanted to demonstrate the truth of God in his life. That's really important. Now, I do want to remind you yet again that you can call in to the show at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. If you have any questions or you'd like to make a comment, uh, uh, you know, I was just mentioning to the producer earlier that, you know, we haven't had anybody calling in a while. So I wanted to make sure that you're out there, um, that you're getting it, that if you have any questions that you can call, it's okay. You know, uh, I won't bite, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yet again, I will also want to remind you that this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So as you have freely received, please freely give. You are helping spread this empowering message, this new thought teaching around the world, literally. So we need your support. If this show or shows like it are helping you or your loved ones, support it. Support it. Be a stand for the transformation of this planet through this teaching. Also, one other thing I want to remind you, or two more things. One is you can go to www.cutemple.org, C-U-T-E-M-P-L-E.org, and find out more information about Christ Universal Temple. Also, um, uh, the Panorama of Truth for the Universal Foundation for Better Living, our umbrella organization, will have its conference in Chicago July 23rd through 27th. And one of the speakers, you can go to ufbl.org and get more information about that program. And we want to make sure that we always give you good, strong, and proper information. So I want to make sure I hear from you. I want to make sure that I'm making, um, helping you make an impact in your own life. Give me a call, 888-558-6489. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Unity Online Radio is affiliated with Unity. 
a nonprofit organization specializing in prayer, publishing, and spiritual education. If you enjoy our programming and would like to support this ministry, go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now to make a contribution. You can make a one-time or recurring monthly donation. Thank you. What if you could improve your health one decision at a time? Take that first step and join us each Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central and learn from experts in integrative medicine. Awaken to Your Best Health is committed to supporting your personal health through cutting-edge research, education, and practical tips that you can put into place immediately. Make that decision for yourself by saying yes to health. Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They share Unity's classic teachings. Join Reverend Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic teachings. Follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine these foundational teachings through the works of Unity authors past and present. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic teachings, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back with Truth Transforms. We have a caller on the line, uh, Reverend Bobby. How are you doing? I'm doing fine today. How are you, Reverend Galen? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. What's your question, Reverend Bobby, from Chicago? Good, good, good. <laughs> you, were, uh, you were talking about, about zeal and um you know, how it has to be tempered with wisdom and, and sometimes with love, too, so it doesn't run away. Yeah. But, but you know, lately I've seen people be trying to manifest stuff or, or demonstrate stuff because people look at it differently um, in, in their lives. And I was wondering, you know, how important is the zeal? Because I've seen them talking about wanting to manifest stuff and be walking around like, da 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 you know, with that kind of attitude towards stuff. and. And how important is adding the zeal, the excitement to what you're trying to do to bring it forth to uh, manifest reality? That is an absolutely great question. And I think you already know the answer. The it is Me? Uh, the, uh, no. I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I'm coming straight to the top. Remember <laughs> me and Maurice used to call you? Uh, <laughs> I well, respect well, you, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the answer is, is is pretty simple. If you're not fired up about what you want to live, what you want to do, what you want to have, and who you want to be, then who should be? It's that energy, it's that zeal, it's that enthusiasm that propels you. It's that 
impulses, that desire that pushes you towards your goal. If you're not, if you, if you're indifferent towards your own success, then you won't have it. Just this morning, I was listening to um, on uh, getting ready to come to work to do this show. Uh, I was listening to uh, our old buddy Reverend Ike. And Reverend mm-hmm. Ike has a tape that I was listening to under his Master of Prosperity course called Don't Be Indifferent Toward Money. Mm-hmm. And in it, even though he was talking about how you have to be energetic and fired up about what you want, never be indifferent towards what you desire. So and he was using the example of how, you know, people say they want money, they want these success, they want prosperity, they want the good job, they want the good business, but they have no energy, no enthusiasm, they're indifferent from it. So mm-hmm. if you're indifferent towards your good, then you won't have it. Because the energy to push you to have it, sometimes you got to push through. Sometimes you got to press. Sometimes they're human beings that think they can interfere with their process. And and humanly, they might be able to if, when you're not functioning from your stand of your spirituality. Because once your zeal comes into play, then you become a a a a, a, a train running downhill. Now I don't care yeah. who thinks they can interfere with you. Who's standing in front of a train running downhill, rolling downhill? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. And when you have the zeal of God pushing you towards what you desire, you're that train rolling downhill. I, I you haven't heard me teach this lesson, um, um, but I call it the power of the kitchen sink. You know, they said that, you know, people will say he threw everything at me, but the kitchen sink. What, what that means is right. I'm so when I'm bringing the kitchen sink, I'm bringing everything. I'm getting mine. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting mine. See, see, that's the mindset you have to have. I'm getting mine. I'm doing I'm, I'm doing this. No, no, ain't this not stopping me. See, because what that does is. When you're zealous like that, when the enthusiasm is like that, what it does is it creates an energy and a focus that, as I mentioned earlier, blocks out the distractions. See, one of the main reasons why we don't have what we want in life is because we're distracted and our energy is being pulled in so many different directions. See, but, you know, you know, uh, it's it's sort of like um, uh, one of the best compliments and at the same time, it was a criticism that I heard about uh, Magic Johnson. Remember when he tried to coach the Lakers for that half a season? He, yeah, because uh, he was playing too, wasn't he? No, no, he played after that. He came back after that. But when he first retired, he was trying uh-huh. to figure out what he wanted to do with his life when he retired the first time. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and one of the commentators said that Magic was so passionate about the game that he couldn't understand why people didn't play like he played. You got to remember, Magic Johnson played like every game was game seven of the finals. He was passionate. I do. I, I, do, I, do re, I do remember that. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, every it was win or nothing with him. It was no it was no middle ground. You know, every game he was jumping up and down like it was game seven and the, and, and the confetti was coming out. He's. And so this commentator said because of Magic's enthusiasm and his gift, he said Magic saw the game in slow motion. Uh-huh. Now, now mm-hmm. he's moving fast and energetically energetic, but I I took it to mean when I heard that statement because I just started a new thought when I heard the statement that Magic's energy and enthusiasm for the game created such a focus 
that it allowed him to see the game even at a different level. Now, in the game called life, this is key. In the game called life, your enthusiasm will allow you to see the game of life at a different level because your energy and your passion blocks out everything else. So while other guys were worried about their stats, other guys were worrying about, you know, making their um, um, contract incentives. Magic Johnson mm-hmm. saw the game. He saw the game. So he paid attention to what, where could I, where do these people need to be? How did this need to be done? How this play needs to be run? They're playing me to my left instead of my right. Well, when you focus that much on your life, you'll know when to go left, when to go right, when to yeah. go forward, when to take a step back for a minute to go be able to go forward again. You'll know the, the, you'll discover the path of least resistance. You'll know, um, how to play those who think they're trying to keep you from your goal. Remember, the game of basketball is simple. The whole game is score and stop your opponent from scoring. Yeah. That's the whole game. Now, all of the athleticism and dunking and shooting threes and all that can all be summed up in in two basic things, score and stop your opponent from scoring. Now, in life, there are going to be people who are going to show up and say, I don't like Reverend Bobby just because he's Reverend Bobby. You know, he's too tall. We don't like his mustache. Whatever. People don't like people for silly reasons. And you got to know. I experienced that recently. I experienced that recently. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so for no good reason, as the kids would say, they're haters. Now, yeah, enthusiasm rolls over haters. Rolls them over. Because, because. You know, you can a person will stand in front of a train that's not moving on the track and put his hand out in front of it. Yeah, but you're not putting your hand out in front of it when it's when it's rolling, and especially when it's rolling downhill. <laughs> so, 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 so for, for 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 me, when I look at that, the issue of are you fired up enough to get what you want? Don't be indifferent towards it. Don't yeah. be indifferent. Don't be, don't be a hypocrite about what you say you want. You know, people say, well, well, do you want that? Well, you know, if I get it, it'll be nice. If I don't, uh, you don't want it bad enough. Right. You don't want it bad Absolutely. enough. You don't, because when, 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 when you really, really, really want something bad enough, you know, Nothing it's heck, do. right. It's heck of how water. And you know, I'm not saying heck. That's right. It's heck of how water. That's right. That's and, right. and, 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 and and that's the thing that pushes you forward. You know, I, I can remember telling uh, Reverend Coleman, and you know this already because, you, you know, you and Reverend uh, Maurice Bowens, God bless his soul as it goes forward in his journey. You know, uh, I, I told Johnny, I said, you know, a person might be better than me, but they're not going to outwork me. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Okay. You might start off. You might have a, you might be you might have a head start. But I can compensate it with work. Yeah. You're not yeah. going to outstudy me. You're not going to outprepare me. You're not going to know your subject better than me. When I step on the scene, I'm the expert in the space. Why? Because I have to have it that way. Now. Yeah. Yeah. For other. So. So uh, uh, around this place, when somebody got a question about, well, the Bible, et cetera, et cetera. And this interpretation of this, the first thing they ask is. We need to ask Galen. Why? Right. Because 
that's the way it has to be. I'm not having it any other way. So, but you got, right. but you got to put the work in for it to be that, that. That's not something that's given. You take that. Well, it's it's one of the things that, if I may say, I've appreciated about you over the years because. You know, yeah, we did call you the sponge and we did laugh and giggle about you, but you kept at it until the work that you do and the work that you've done begin to speak for itself. You don't have to open your mouth and tell nobody how good you are. Exactly. Because you know your work so, speaks for itself. And and let me let you get on about some other stuff because we'll be here all day. God bless you. See, I'll holler at you soon. All right. Take care. Okay, man. All right. So yeah, Reverend Bobby got me all fired up now. So let me get to the to the book, the actual book that we're supposed to be teaching. A preview: Zeal is needed for spiritual progress. Zeal is, results in joy and enthusiasm. Zeal harmonizes you with the universe. Zeal is the opposite of nostalgia and apathy. All right. He says too too often being dedicated to God's work is considered to be sorrowful. A sorrowful, heavy experience, which is full of martyrdom. This is a mistaken idea. If a person feels this way about serving, he is not drawing upon his God-given gift of zeal. Zeal generates pleasant spiritual motivation for consciousness development. Zeal is your ability to move forward in developing awareness and loving it at the same time. Now, this is key because people think that sacrifice is what's needed out of life instead of obedience. And at times maybe compromise, depending on what you're compromising. Some things there are no compromising in. I don't care what anybody says. Well, it's always a compromise. You don't compromise your bottom lines of your life that makes life work for you. What do I mean by that? You know, uh, you know, Jack Canfield tells a, a story in the book Success Principles, which is the, uh, the book I'm currently teaching to students and my uh, in the Johnny Coleman Institute in my Wednesday evening class. If you're in, Chicago, in the Chicago land area and you're hearing this, I'm gonna be teaching it in different semesters the whole year. But in the book, he's at a he says he's at a seminar and in front of the chairs when they come into the room for the speaker to speak to them, there's a notebook. There are notebooks on every chair, and they're like yellow, red, and I think green, and he looks down and he has a yellow notebook, but he really wanted a red one, but he, but a yellow one was on his chair. So the speaker says, you can have everything in life that you want. If you don't like the color notebook you have, trade with somebody who wants the color you want that has the color you want. And, or, you know, so he, somebody wanted his yellow who had a red, they swapped and they both got what they want. And what she said to him, the gist of it or to the room was don't settle for what you don't want. There's no reason for you to settle for what you don't want. Figure out a way to make it work so you can get what you want out of life. See, we don't think like that. So, you know, well, what difference do it make? I get, well, life is giving me a yellow notebook. I guess I just have to accept it. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't have to accept what you don't want in your life. But you got to get 
to the point of and and, and hear me when I say this because I don't want this taken out of context. And I, I and, and I got to talk on this for a minute, and I might come back and talk about it. You have to develop some level of divine discontent with your current state of being if it's not where you want it to be. Where you're just not comfortable being in the space. Just, you know, you know, there used to be a statement when I was a little boy that people used to say, I don't know if they still say it now. The statement was, if mama's not happy, nobody's happy. Which meant if mama wasn't happy in the home, nobody was happy. Because she was going to make sure that until she was happy, nobody else was going to be happy. You know, now, I'm not going to undress that statement, but I wanted you to really get the gist of what it's saying. No aspect of your life should 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 be should you be ever in a place of indifference or uh, or or just plain unhappy because you should be able to ask for and get what you need and want out of life. Nobody you should never have to have a negative experience for somebody to have a positive one. You should never have a negative experience for somebody to have a positive one, ever. You should get out of life what you want out of it. It's your life. Well, you know, life is giving me a yellow notebook. You know, these are the cards that I was dealt. You know, I didn't ask for this illness. I didn't ask for this divorce. I didn't ask for this uh, pink slip. I didn't ask, you know what? We're not even going to undress all the metaphysics and divine law and all the other stuff around that. I'm just going to say one, two words. So what? And then I'm going to add two more words. Now what? So what? Now what? Because you living in your past, talking about what you've been through and why you've been there does not save you from it it does not rescue you from it you can you can wallow in something and never be free of it talking about it all the time feeling it thinking about it and staying stuck in the past this is what the story is uh, means in the bible story of Sodom and Gomorrah when the the angel of the lord told lot and his family when you leave Don't look back. Zeal. Be zealous toward where you're going. Don't look back. Don't look back. Last wife looked back and she was turned into a pillar of salt. Allegorically, salt is a preservative. means she got stuck there. When you're not going forward with the affirmative impulse of life and you start looking back, you get stuck. You get stuck. You get frozen. You get preserved in that era, in the errors of your own past. Even sometimes when it's the good things in your past, where you're only looking back there as that was all that you've ever done and you can't produce any new good in your life. No, you can't. You can use your past. Am I back on? I had some 
some some problems here, so hopefully that I didn't get cut off. Anyway, just some problems happening here now. So what I will say is this. It's really important for you to understand without a shadow of a doubt that you have to be able to go forward in life. Now, we're going to take our last break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. What if you could improve your health one decision at a time? Take that first step and join us each Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central and learn from experts in integrative medicine. Awaken to Your Best Health is committed to supporting your personal health through cutting-edge research, education, and practical tips that you can put into place immediately. Make that decision for yourself by saying yes to health. Have you heard about Dr. Tom Shepard's new program on Unity Online Radio? Tom Shepard, isn't he the Unity Magazine question and answer guy? Right. Well, they've actually turned him loose with a radio show, and I hear it's going to be pretty edgy. Edgy? Like what? Guest panelists and students from Unity Institute and Seminary. Topics like abortion, gay marriage, war and peace, environmental issues, Islamic fundamentalism, universal health care, religion and politics, current events. Yeah, but they'll all be Unity people, right? Dr. Tom and his students will talk about the hard questions facing all people today, sometimes joined by rabbis, priests, liberal and conservative ministers, Buddhist monks, Baha'is, Hindus. And he's going to interview them on the program? Better. He's going to introduce a controversial topic and let students and special guests go for it. This could get explosive. Does he have guys in black shirts standing by to break up the fights? (laughs) If I know Dr. Tom, he will keep it both friendly and spirited. Whoa, I gotta hear this. When and where? The program is called Let's Talk About It, and it's on every Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio. So let's talk about it. Definitely, let's. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. I, I'm going to jump over a couple of things on the in the book because I want to deal with a couple of things that I've taught in, in other ways this chapter i've talked very indirectly but i do want to make sure that if anybody else wants to call in to 888-558-6489 888-558-6489 you could do so don't be afraid to call because i'm sure as you heard the interaction that i 
get with other people allows other information to come out that normally wouldn't come out. All right. Back to the book, page, bottom of page 79. Zeal dissolves subconscious barriers and conscious beliefs. Without the desire to move forward, you can never overcome negative limiting beliefs or face hidden fears. There's nothing so fixed in your consciousness that zeal cannot be dissolved, that can, can't dissolve it, that zeal can't dissolve and overcome. Just butchered that. There's nothing so fixed in consciousness that zeal cannot dissolve and overcome. Once fixed beliefs and fears are shattered, their very structure is exposed to the light of truth. There is no disease that can survive in light. And zeal is ever urging you onward into the light. So what this is basically saying is, as you become zealous for truth, you start to push through beliefs, subconscious and conscious, that interfere with the process of your growth. It's really important. Also, he says that there is a rhythm to the universe. Call it the heartbeat of God or whatever. There are definite cycles and rhythms in nature, mankind, the universe, and spirit. All right. So I'm going to skip down what it says. Zeal harmonizes you with the universe. When you're spiritually motivated, you need not strain in your development of consciousness. In other words, you're in the flow of life. You're in the flow of life. All things are being done decently and in order in this universe. And when you're in working with the zeal, the affirmative impulse of life, you're in the flow. He said, he says it this way, the very rhythm of all that is will literally carry you forward. So when you're in the zeal of God, when you're using this inner faculty, that energy helps propel you. So what normally would take maybe a longer amount of time for you just intellectually working with this or trying to use your own human personality influences, when you get tapped into this spiritual zeal, it carries you through into situations and circumstances and opens doors that you normally wouldn't have access to because the zeal is just going forward. It's pushing. It's making a way. All right. All right. He goes on to say uh, on the next page, uh, 81, there is no such thing as the absence of zeal. If you hear someone say that he has no enthusiasm, you may assume he's merely unaware that he has access to limitless zeal, joy, and enthusiasm. Everybody has zeal and enthusiasm, but you can let it remain primarily dormant. What fires you up about life is a good question. What fires me up? What am I passionate about? What really gets my engine humming? What makes me want to put the pedal to the metal in life? Because that matters when you realize what you're passionate about. And see, and people are passionate about different things. See, zeal can, you know, a person can become zealous about many things. See, this is why wisdom is necessary. You know, a person can be, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't want to use a negative example, but this is what is coming to me. When the zeal is not used with wisdom and as Reverend Bobby mentioned earlier, with love, that same enthusiasm, that same impulse to to, to 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 get something that you want can end up being in a situation to where uh, that that drug addict is so zealous to get what he wants that he'll steal, rob, lie, cheat, whatever needs to be done to get enough money to get the next hit. Or the alcoholic is trying to get to that next glass of uh, wine and liquor. 
or that person is so zealous for uh for the for the attention that maybe he or her is getting from a coworker that that zeal turns into being in a situation they don't need to be in and they're in a uh and when they're married somehow that the zeal of the attention that they're getting from somebody else who laughs at their jokes, who thinks they're sharp, who um, they have only good times with and none of the responsibilities of life that t- sometimes pull from a relationship. That zeal, not tempered with wisdom, not tempered with love, will uh, will push them enthusiastically into a situation that they will later regret. So that's why zeal is important. That's why zeal is important, as I mentioned earlier. You can be so zealous to accomplish a thing that um, I've talked to people. Um, I remember um, watching um, some, I I don't know if I was reading something, and I won't say the minister's name, a very, very, very well-known minister, like known all over the world, said that if he did, he could do anything over again in his life, he would spend more time with his son. Because he was going all over the world and not spending time with his own son, his own child. The child he's he's responsible for. The child he and his wife are the were uh were the physical instruments to bring this life into expression. But you can be so busy doing everything else. You know, uh Jesus said, What good is it excuse me, what does it profit a man? To gain the world and lose his soul. Now we translate soul, and that many people use that to try to say people are going to hell and all that type of stuff that New Thought doesn't believe. But the words soul in Jesus's language of Aramaic, which was then translated in the Gospels, he said it in Aramaic. Somebody wrote it down in Greek, put it in the Gospels in Greek. But the word soul means self. What good does it profit a man to gain the world and lose himself? So it's important that in in your zeal to conquer, like Alexander the Great, he, he wanted to conquer the known world. But when there was no more lands to conquer, he turned on himself. That's why it has to have balance. That's why it has to have balance. No matter what. Balance. 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 You want zeal. You want to be fired up. You want to go for it. Okay, but here's the thing. If you have a car, if you only drove it at its maximum, you would all you would burn the engine out very shortly. That's why NASCAR cars are always having to be redone, rebooted, remade, or trashed. They, dr- they drive them at 180 miles an hour for hours. Now, picture if you drove your regular car all the time at that level of speed, at its max, what you would end up doing is burning the engine out. There are times when the engine has to rest, cool down and reboot. This is why I'm a big believer in figuring out ways, even if you're a go-getter, to get sleep. Because it's the body's natural way of rebooting itself. That be the go-getter. You know, and I, and I have to get on myself about this. Take time off so you can reboot the brain and take your brain off of your responsibilities for a while. Take vacations. Take time off. Do some different stuff. 
Why? Because it's important. It's important. Go to a movie, not just watch the movie at the house. Go see a movie that you want and turn your phone off or put it on silent or vibrate and promise yourself you're not going to open it or check it while the movie is going on and just be in the moment. These things are important. These things are important. They're important because even as powerful as your zeal is, it still has to be tempered. That doesn't mean don't be a go-getter. Don't, it doesn't mean that at all. All right. Now, back to the book. He goes on to say, zeal is the opposite of apathy, nostalgia, and regret. Apathy feeds on the grip of the past. The thought of the past deeds, whether fondly or regretfully held on to, can grind your forward thrust to a halt. So don't get so caught up in the past that it's robbing your future. So we're going to stop there. And we only have uh, two more faculties to teach in the book, the, the chapter on renunciation and the chapter on life. Please make sure that if you're going along with this series that you actually have purchased the book, How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God by William Warch. This book is fantastic. It'll help you grow spiritually in ways you know not of. But as you start to work on it, pray on it, contemplate on it, and put it into use, you'll find your consciousness growing and expanding in ways that you know not of. You trust the process. Temper your zeal with wisdom. Temper it with love, but don't stop it. Allow it to do its job when it's supposed to be done. And then you pull it back when it needs to chill. All of these faculties are different ways your consciousness works. 12 in metaphysics means the number of spiritual fulfillment. So this teaches you how your total consciousness works. So it's really important that you realize that there are times where strength needs to be dominant, faith needs to be dominant, zeal needs to be dominant, order needs to be dominant. All of them need to be working at harmoniously, but some things take the forefront. You know, so you want to be an all-around player like a basketball player says, you know what, my team needs me to score now, or my team needs me to be the facilitator right now, or my team needs me to focus on rebounding and defending right now. Depending on the moment will determine what do you use out of your skill mix. Don't forget that. Last but not least, yet again, you know, I, I, I want to remind you to, to stop by the website www.cutemple.org to see what's going on at Christ Universal Temple. God bless you, and I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. The base of all life is the infinite wellspring of Source, and each of us has a unique way of expressing that Source as an individualized soul. 
Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Reverend Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Consider these inspirational thoughts from the Quest for Prayer from Unity House Books. Holding a special, loving thought for other people benefits us as much as it benefits them. In fact, in some ways, even more so. Consider, for example, what happens when you wash your car with a hose. What gets clean first? The inside of the hose, of course, because the water must rush through the hose before it can clean the car. So it is when we hold loving thoughts for someone. As those loving thoughts rush through us, they bless us first. It is a win-win situation. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Uni Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. base of all life is the infinite wellspring of source, and each of us has a unique way of expressing that source as an individualized soul. Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Reverend Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.